Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, October 7th. We're proving that our best days are ahead of us, not behind us. President Joe Biden attempting to reassure Americans that the economy is indeed on the right track, but inflation is still high. Gas prices in the U.S. could really start ticking up all around the time that voters are casting their ballots. You remember the simple days when a jobs report would come out, there would be robust job growth and low unemployment, and everyone would sort of cheer that fact and people would say, hey, things look good. Well, the economic picture is a lot more complicated than that. There was a new jobs report out today from the Labor Department. The U.S. economy added 263,000 jobs in the month of September. That's lower than what was added in August. That was 315,000. The unemployment rate ticked down. It was 3.5% in today's report about September. That's a little bit lower than the 3.7% that was reported from August. That 3.5% number, by the way, that is a half century low. And it's a result of the decline in the number of people who are actively looking for work. That all sounds like good news. It certainly sounds like a pretty strong labor market. But of course, in this inflationary moment in the economy, a strong labor market is not necessarily what regulators are looking for. But nonetheless, President Biden touted these job numbers today at a Volvo manufacturing plant in Hagerstown, Maryland, saying that the job market shows resilience even in this period of transition for the economy. For some time... I've been saying that what we need to do in this transition, we have to move from historically strong economic recovery to a more steady, stable recovery. The pace of job growth is cooling while still powering our recovery forward. In the short term, the transition to a more stable growth that continues to deliver for workers and families while bringing inflation down. In the long term, the economy built on a firmer foundation. Here's the rub. The Federal Reserve is looking for signs of a cooling economy so that it can sort of pull back on its aggressive measures to try and tamp down inflation. But when job growth looks pretty strong, even if it is a bit lower than we've seen in recent months, it creates a headache for the Fed because their mission is really to halt the inflation. Now, of course, one way they do that is raising interest rates in the hopes that they'll see not so robust job growth. In fact, cause a little pain, cause some jobs to be lost, because then at least the overall economic picture would start cooling down and this inflationary period could come to an end. That's the thinking at the Fed. But many experts and CEOs, well, they don't seem so confident in the Fed's ability to pull off this kind of soft landing. Listen to former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers. He said it's more likely than not that the United States will indeed enter a recession. He was on CNN on Thursday explaining it this way. That's a consequence of the excesses that the economy has uh, been through. And historical experience suggests that the kind of inflation we have rarely returns to normal levels, to target levels of around 2% without some kind of recession. Now, Summers did add that he didn't think this recession would be as bad as when the pandemic first hit in 2020 or approximating the 2008 financial crisis. 
On a related note, according to the latest gross domestic product estimate from the Bureau of Economic Analysis, the economy shrank by 0.6% during the second quarter of the year. And a new survey from consulting firm KPMG shows that 91% of leaders at 400 large U.S. companies think the country is headed towards a recession. So those corporate leaders are of the same mind here as Larry Summers. In fact, they predicted a recession in the next year, and a majority said they don't think it will be a mild one or a short one. That, of course, is not an economic outlook that the Biden administration is eager to hear, nor does it really want to be talking about that, especially when we are approaching the 30-day mark until votes are tallied in this midterm election season. President Biden continues to paint an optimistic picture about the economy and about combating inflation, touting his administration's policies and arguing that Democrats have plans where Republicans do not. Many of my Republican friends are basically arguing that good news for the economy is bad news for America. That's if they're rooting for fewer jobs and lower wages. They love to attack the Democrats. I doubt any of you can t- t- tell me what the Republican re-election plan is this time out. What, what, what's their platform if they take control of Congress? But Republicans have made it their midterm mission to continue to hammer away at Biden and the Democrats on the issues of inflation and the economy, and even fanning the flames of recession fears. The White House downplays those fears. Here was Labor Secretary Marty Walsh addressing the issue on CNN Today. When you say recession, you can't compare this time moment in time to any other period in the past when we talk about recessions because we're coming off a, a yeah. worldwide catastrophe in a global pandemic. So the, the pressures are different. When Larry Summers was discussing his reasoning for a likely recession, he specifically cited the recent OPEC decision. This is not good news uh, that we've gotten from uh, OPEC. It increases the risks with respect to inflation. It increases the risks with respect to recession. This is the group of major oil producers, which includes Saudi Arabia and Russia, which on Wednesday said that it's going to slash oil production by two million barrels a day. I mean, this is precisely what Joe Biden did not want to have happen here. It's the biggest cut since the start of the pandemic, and it's a move just geopolitically here, that will benefit Russia the most because it's limiting the West's supply of oil and the West is already experiencing high energy prices. So this threatens to make gas prices much higher, not what Democrats want just a few weeks before the election. I was able to bring gasoline down well over $1.60, but it's it's inching up because of what the Russians and, and the Saudis just did. I'm not finished with that yet. Biden offered some tough talk in this area today, but it's unclear how he's going to be able to deliver on it. Remember when we talked about Biden going to Saudi Arabia, meeting with the crown prince in July, all in hopes of a boost in production? That famous fist bump photo that we saw with the crown prince, the very same kingdom that Joe Biden, as a presidential candidate in 2019, called a pariah on the world stage. So he's playing footsie with the Saudis in hopes of getting preferable treatment when it comes to oil, and he's not even getting that. Raising the question, is that diplomacy with the kingdom, given their human rights situation and the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, is that worth it if you're not even getting the economic benefit in the end? And by the way, that criticism of Biden and his administration, that's coming from the right and the left. Give a listen to Tom Cotton on Fox News on Thursday. 
rather than unleashing American oil production, rather than celebrating American roughnecks, they go to communists in Venezuela or they go to radical ayatollahs in Iran, hat in hand, in a humiliating display, begging them to produce just a little more oil so they can say that they're doing something about the price at the pump that is hurting so many American families. And from the left, here's Ro Khanna, the congressman from California. He was on CNN Thursday. I think the people in the NSC who uh, gave the advice to the president to go to Saudi Arabia, they need to explain what they were thinking. The Biden administration was proudly touting every day that gas prices were going down over the summer from their June high. And we saw for 90 plus days in a row, the gas prices were ticking down. Well, now they're ticking back up and this may exacerbate that problem. And that presents a huge political headache for the president and his party. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Taylor Galgano. We'll be back Monday.